0: What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining the stream today. So it's a bit of a big week, and it's kind of a strange week that the stream is actually starting this week because of everything else that's going on. I'm a little bit late today. do apologize about that. Some final touches, needed to kind of put on some things and make sure everything was working right, and uh, did a couple of testing, things like that, a little bit earlier, and things seem to be working okay. I think that my mic volume is a little bit low, so let me know if there's any issues with that. And I'll see if I can actually adjust that or fix that in the near future. Uh, We're just going to have to make do with it the way that it is today. So, obviously, it's Valentine's Day. Uh, We just had the Super Bowl, which some of you probably don't even care about. Myself included, didn't watch a single snap of the game. Uh, We also have uh, the, the situation this week where I will be on Tucker Carlson talking about Pete Buttigieg and the fact that every transportation project that guy had in South Bend was a disaster. So we'll talk about all of that, including the death of an 11-year-old child, which was squarely put on Pete Buttigieg's hands. We'll talk about uh, some of that stuff with Tucker Carlson later this week. I don't know what day yet, so a lot of you obviously really want to know when I'm going to be on Tucker Carlson. It was referenced on Tucker Carlson a couple of weeks ago uh, when Brian Kilmeade was on there, but I, I haven't actually gone on Tucker's show before. So I've done other Fox shows, I just haven't done Tucker's show before. Uh, And I've just had an email communication with his booker, and she's trying to narrow down exactly which day is going to work and where I need to go because they have to arrange transportation (laughs) apparently for me. So I don't know if they have a studio locally for me to use or if I have to go to Chicago or go to Indianapolis in order to go ahead and do a five-minute segment. We'll see. We'll see how that all works. I don't really know, but still pretty exciting that I get to be on Tucker Carlson a lot of people have asked me, hey, is this like a big deal for somebody like you? No, I, a lot of for a lot of people um, who are in radio getting an opportunity to go on like Fox News or or Newsmax or something like that um, certainly feels like a big deal. I've done it so much that it's not a huge deal. And here's what here's what happens. I think a lot of people think that they're going to get a big time gig out of it or a big influx of new listeners or followers or something like that. That almost never happens. Very rarely uh, do you get invited back to be a repeat guest, and it's usually because it's easy to get you on. It has less to do with your content, your avi- your ability to perform, and much more to do with your availability and the ease of scheduling you. So, And I'm in a bit of, of a wonky schedule for most people because I do afternoon drive on 95.3 MNC, but at the same time, uh, it is Tucker Carlson, so a different time slot. So that makes things much more easy for me. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, it, it, is it cool? Sure, it's cool. Uh, it's probably a bigger deal for the audience than it is for me, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, just because, you know, it, it, this stuff is usually just a one-time fleeting thing. But the audience absolutely loves it. They go nuts. Like, you were on Tucker or you were mentioned on Tucker. You were on Fox and Friends, something, like whatever it is. Um, and I, you know, I like doing it just because it's always nice to expose myself to other people. You never know what could happen. But at the same time, I love watching your guys' reaction because the way that you all react, I think, is probably much more entertaining and meaningful than just me doing the actual segment. And there's always a possibility that, you know, your brain just freezes up and you suck. It's never happened to me, but I suppose it could. So, <laughs> who knows? I uh, do want to thank uh, SilverFoxArt.com, and again, they made this amazing piece right back here. Uh, it doesn't really look three-dimensional with the way that the camera angle is, but that is wood. That is three-dimensional. There is three different layers of wood. That is full color. It is backlit. I don't have the backlights on right now because you can't really see them with my my floodlights hitting the uh, the wall behind me. But it is backlit, so when you have it in a dark space and your room it looks absolutely beautiful, you'll see some imagery of of that and other works of art from Silver Fox a little bit later on. Silver Fox Art has become my studio sponsor. Super appreciate their support. Could not be doing this live stream without them. All right, so let's just uh, let's get going here, ladies and gentlemen. The big report over the weekend, and, and everybody's going to be talking about this today. I'm sure that everybody has talked about it in the morning shows. when you have Durham's new well it's it's his new revelations from his old probe now this is a criminal probe and everybody always forgets that the Durham probe was converted to a criminal probe and and when that happened that was a very big deal now the news media didn't really cover it all that much new media did conservative media did because it's a big deal when you have that as as a a criminal probe as opposed to just a normal a normal probe so they're actually looking at criminal activity we already know that he has indicted one person he's looking at indicting others and this looks really ugly there's always been little whispers that have been coming out of washington dc that durham is on to something big but nothing has ever been revealed really until now so this drops on a saturday on a super bowl weekend Uh, first of all they always drop on like friday evening okay so without fail every week when i go off of the air at 6 p.m eastern time there will be a massive news drop right after that because that's when most major media kind of shuts down, right? So your big news outfits and things like that kind of shut down at 6 p.m. And so you release something the very moment that nobody is really paying attention. So it's your most of your news people have gone home for the day. Your overnight crews are in there. uh, But at the same time, people, especially on Fridays, they turn off news, they turn on music, they turn on entertainment, they try to unwind when they're on their way home. And they don't really pay attention to that stuff. So it's the perfect time to drop big news stories, especially if those news stories are unflattering to the current administration. So that's kind of how this works. So there's always a big news dump on Friday. But this happened on Saturday. So they buried it on Saturday in the middle of Super Bowl weekend right before Valentine's Day where everybody is preoccupied with other stuff. You got the Olympics going on. Some people care about that. All the ratings are way down on that. Um, but it's very interesting how they they did this. It was a bit of a different drop than we are used to, but it's still dropped at the most opportune time for Democrats and the most inopportune time for Republicans, which is kind of how these things end up rolling. So anyway, the Dur- Durham probe, which you have to remember, this is a criminal probe, OK? They're actually looking for criminal activity here, and they believe that there is criminal activity. They've already indicted one person clearly criminal on that, and they think that there is more. But up until now, we just haven't had a lot of, of details. So flashback, let's go back in time here and go back to the Trump administration, the attorney general William Barr. What he did was he allowed, he allowed John Durham, who's a U.S. attorney, special counsel status. Now, the reason that he allowed that is he wanted the probe to continue after the Trump administration was over with. So Trump's leaving office and Biden's coming in and Barr wanted the probe to continue, and so he gave Durham special counsel status, and that allowed Durham to continue his investigation. Now, a lot of conservatives have been very frustrated with that. A lot of Trump supporters have been very frustrated with that because they haven't really seen a lot of results. And every time something comes out, it's a big deal, but then it disappears and it kind of goes away for a while. So this is is not a small thing at all, what was uncovered. So it's been under the radar for months now. This is townhall.com. Uh, Now we have a bombshell discovery, which, if true, means that someone could be going to jail. Uh, We now know why this is a criminal investigation. After all, Durham's efforts have unearthed a plot by the Clinton campaign lawyers to infiltrate, infiltrate, infiltrate Trump Tower and the servers of the Trump White House to tie the former president to the Russian collusion myth. Now, if you go back in time, you will see montages of your cable news people talking about, and Hillary Clinton herself talking about how Trump had, quote, back channels to Russia. Now, that's kind of what was going on here. Now, there never was any actual evidence of back channels to Russia. In fact, the previous indictment, which we'll get into here in a second, uncovered that the back channels to Russia that Democrats were accusing Trump of having were actually a complete lie. They were made up. The entire Trump-Russia collusion narrative, which if you don't know by now, was a fabrication. This was something that was concocted by political enemies of Trump. Hillary Clinton's campaign funded it. The DNC funded it. The news media knew it was BS. They still ran with it anyway. Any and all evidence pointed to this being an absolute lie. And at one point in time, I always like to remind the audience of this because people have forgotten. At one point in time... When BuzzFeed had partnered with It's Not News at CNN and BuzzFeed had partnered with them on the dossier and it was exposed as being a fraud a couple of days after the dossier was revealed, CNN actually brought the head of BuzzFeed on their programming and admonished him for bringing them into this nonsense and spreading, quote, fake news. And then suddenly, a couple of weeks later, like the dossier became true and it became gospel. And everybody in cable news just started pushing the dossier as if it were some kind of a verified fact. It is not. It is 100% not verified. It was all made up. The FBI was in on it, along with members of the press, and they pushed this fake story in order to fool the FISA courts and to get those FISA warrants that CNN and everybody else pretended didn't exist when Trump came out and said, they spied on my campaign. Well, they did. And now, of course, we know that these Back channels that they were always talking about, how Trump and his team had back channels to Russia. First of all, that wouldn't even be illegal, but I digress. I don't need to get into all of that. I've already done all that stuff before. Uh, Just because you hear Russia doesn't mean it's automatically a crime. Uh, Remember, Hillary Clinton was working with the Ukrainian government against Trump. The Ukrainian government was giving Hillary Clinton all sorts of information on Trump, just like she accused Trump of doing with Russia the whole Russia narrative came because Hillary Clinton was getting hammered for the Ukraine stuff, but Hillary Clinton didn't break any laws. There was nothing criminal there unless, unless she was giving them access to favors, and it was a, a quid pro quo. And we don't know if that was actually the case. There appears to be some evidence that that might have been the case through her foundation, but we don't know any of that for sure. But right now, it's important that everybody understand Hillary Clinton did with the Ukraine, which she accused Trump of doing with Russia, that was being exposed. People were hitting her on that. It wasn't criminal, but a lot of people felt it was unethical to be using a foreign government to, to try and win an election uh, in the United States. And she spun that and got everybody to buy into this Russia narrative, which was just fabricated. She basically just recycled everything that she was doing, made it about Trump with Russia instead of her with the Ukraine, and, and there we go. Uh, remember, her campaign staff had much more ties and much closer ties with the Russian government than anybody on Trump's campaign ever did. And that was never covered by the news media because, you know, the news media is going to do what the news media does and that's protect Democrats not actually get to the truth. So this is a, this is a big deal. Those back channels that everybody's talking about, which probably wouldn't have been illegal anyway. uh, They were completely fabricated and made up. Now we already know that they were fabricated and made up because there's already been a criminal indictment of the FBI lawyer on that. However, We now know that Hillary Clinton was responsible for that story. Hillary Clinton was paying him to do this. And when you have a transition team coming in and you have somebody who is going into the White House and all of a sudden you're now breaking into their servers and you are stealing information and you are spying on them and they are an incoming president, guess what? Committed a crime. More on this in just a second. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. Welcome back, everybody. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on Rumble if you're watching on Rumble. I appreciate if you're watching on my website. If you could, just click on that link and head over to Rumble and hit that subscribe button. If you're not already subscribed, that would really help out. So we're talking about Hillary Clinton and the Durham criminal probe has uncovered that Hillary Clinton's campaign. Of course, she'll she'll say that she had nothing to do with any of this and she'll have people take fall for it, but... Uh, we all know that she was pulling the strings. Everybody, Donna Brazil, and everybody else who was at the DNC, said nothing happened without Hillary Clinton's express say so. So anyway, this is what we have. Lawyers for the Clinton campaign paid a technology company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House. This is all criminal. I'm a former network systems administrator. I can assure you there is nothing that isn't criminal about any of those two things, especially when you're talking about the White House. Uh, in order to establish a inference and a narrative to bring to government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia, according to special counsel John Durham. Now, Durham filed a motion on February 11th focused on potential conflicts of interest related to the representation of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman. Michael Sussman's already been indicted. He's been charged with making false statement to the federal agent. He has pled not guilty. That is still a pending case. But he is guilty as sin. The physical evidence on Sussman is undeniable. So the indictment against Sussman says that he told then FBI general counsel James Baker in September of 2016, less than two months before the 2016 presidential election, that he was not doing work for any client when he requested and held a meeting in which he presented, quote, purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. This is the back-channel thing that you always heard on the left-wing news outlets and the left-wing celebrities on Twitter and uh, you know all of that stuff. There wasn't any back-channels. It didn't exist. But they made it up, and the effort here was two months before the election to make it seem like Trump had t- had workings with Alpha Bank, which, of course, works with the Kremlin, and therefore Trump might be an agent of the Kremlin and all of that stuff. This is all a political op against Trump. None of it was true. So Durham's filing from, from the 11th uh, in the section ki- titled uh, Factual Background reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a technology executive, Tech Executive 1 is where they're, they're uh, labeled in the document, and a U.S.-based internet company, which is Internet Company one and the Clinton campaign. So again, Durham's indictment, uh, well, I should say Durham's document here is filing. uh, It's not fully an indictment yet, but his filing says that, hey, when, when they went to Baker, when Sussman went to Baker and said he wasn't working on behalf of anybody when he started looking at the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank and everything else, it turns out that that was not true. There's a technology company, there's an internet company, and then there's a Clinton campaign that he was working with and for. Okay, Durham's Filing said Sussman's billing records reflect that he repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work on the Russian Bank One allegations. So that's one of the reasons that he has been charged with lying to the FBI. He said he wasn't working for anybody, yet he was collecting payment from the Clinton campaign to do this work. So he clearly was working for them. Durham states that the internet company that Tech Executive One worked for had come to access and maintain dedicated servers for the executive office of the president and as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolution services to the EOP. So Tech Executive One and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the EOP's DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about donald trump it 's all a crime can 't do this okay so uh, Richard Grinnell he said some Democrats already knew this they didn 't call it out, they let it go and that's that 's true. Why would they and this is stuff that we have been hearing from the very beginning that this stuff was happening, okay, and that there was something big that was going on and that it was tied directly to the Clinton campaign. This is the first time we're really getting a sense of, of exactly what that looks like. The indictment, this is the blaze, uh, the indictment against Sussman alleges that he told then FBI general counsel James Baker, less than two months before the 2016 election. I know I'm repeating myself, but again, this is important, um, that he was not working for any client when he requested a meeting in which he provided the FBI with reported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert covert communications channel between the Trump organization and the Kremlin connecting, uh, connected with the Alpha Bank situation. Again, none of that was true. That never happened, okay? Just in case you still run into Twitter trolls out there who, like, he was still doing back channels with Russia. No, he wasn't. That never happened. It was all a lie. Everything Trump-Russia collusion, where Trump is the accused, was all a fabrication. It was all made up. It was all a political op. Not a single speck of it was true, and the news media has never apologized to you for that. In a section of Durham's filing titled The Factual Background, again, He did, in fact, work and collect payment with them. That's important stuff. Okay, so now Donald Trump has given his reaction to this. So Sussman was indicted by Durham in September of 2021 for lying to the FBI by providing phony information, alleging secret back channel communications between the Trump campaign and the Russian bank. So, again, that's why he's been indicted. That's why he's been charged. He's pled not guilty. That trial will go forward in the future. So here's Trump's response to all of this. I thought this was <laughs> thought this was pretty funny. Uh, Trump released a statement that calls for far calls for far more than what Durham is expected to seek. He wants blood and reparations. quote. Uh, the latest pleading from Special Counsel Robert Durham provides indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by the operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. He's right. Now, there hasn't been a conviction here, but this is what the report shows, okay? This is a scandal far greater in scope and magnitude than Watergate. True. And those who were involved in and knew about this spying operation should be subject to criminal prosecution. True. That would include Hillary Clinton, but she will say... I'm just a poor woman. I don't know anything about technology. I rely on my team to do that. They all did it without me knowing. is what she's been saying about her emails and everything else from the very beginning. I expect her to use that same defense. They'll pay some people off to be fall guys. She's not going to go to jail over this. In a stronger period of time in our country, Trump said, this crime would have been punishable by death. In addition, reparations should be paid to those in our country who have been damaged by this emotional damage he's not wrong the founding fathers would have executed hillary clinton a long time ago for various things um and i suppose you could theoretically say you don't know that for sure you read their writings and the stuff that hillary clinton has been caught doing she'd have probably been killed for but at a bare minimum at a bare minimum they would have lo- thrown her in, in prison. They would have locked away the key, and she would not have been treated very well. That's what we know, based on the writings of the founding fathers and based on the laws and things like that that they wrote. So it is important that people understand. And just to give you an example, go back in time. This is outside the com. Just look at this. russian back channels lying to Congress and presidential interference. Now, this is 2018, March of 2018. Okay? This is what they were writing constantly and nonstop at the time, Russian back channels, lying to co- none of this is true. Okay. This entire article is false. Everything on this article is false. And James Joyner has not issued any kind of a correction on this article at all. Uh, nobody has. And you can find just hundreds of articles talking about Russian back channels and the Trump administration and everything else. And we now know that that was all fabricated. We've known since at least September of 2021. People like me have been telling you that it was false way before then, but it was confirmed false with actual hard documents in September of 2021. But this is the type of stuff that you saw everywhere. You couldn't get away from it. None of it, not a single speck of it was true. Hit that subscribe button. We got more coming up in just a couple of minutes. I'm Casey Hendrickson. Welcome back. Casey Hendrickson here. Once again, please hit that subscribe button if you're watching on Rumble. And if you're watching on my website at theburningtruth.us, Please just click on that link right above the video and head over to Rumble. Just hit that subscribe button. You should be subscribed on Rumble anyway, uh, especially with everything that YouTube is doing. So uh, I love this story. I love this story so much. You have no idea how much I love this story. This is a perfect example of how twisted and stupid some people can be, okay? The Canadians right now, and let's be honest, the Canadians don't have a—and I I don't mean this as an insult— They don't have a lot of experience in handling difficult situations. And so right now, the Canadians don't really know what to do about truckers, right? They're completely perplexed as to how to resolve this situation. They don't know what to do. And as a result, they're kind of panicking. And it doesn't help that their leader, Mr. Blackface Trudeau, is an imbecile. He's an actual imbecile, folks. I don't know how else to say this. Most of the time, uh, it's hyperbolic to say that a political leader is dumb or stupid or something like that. But sometimes it's just true. And with Trudeau, it's 100% true. This is a guy who his dad was famous, so he used his dad's name. He looked good. The entire marketing campaign around him was that he was was a good-looking guy, and he got the Canadian women to vote for him. That's really it. I mean, there's nothing redeemable about this guy at all. And I've never seen so many ultra-left-wing people jump through so many hoops to defend somebody who has done some of the most egregiously racist things that a public figure could have done. But they're only doing it because, well, he's a leftist. And because he's a leftist, it's okay to do all of those horrible racist things when you're a leftist, right? So this this is such a good story, guys. So the Toronto police, in an effort to block the truckers, okay, because the truckers are blocking traffic. That's what they're doing. The truckers are causing traffic delays everywhere. Um, you know, it, well, not everywhere, but, you know, all over Canada, right? So they go ahead and they we're just going to close the Gardner Expressway and the Don Valley Parkway. We're just going to close those uh, so that way the truckers can't block them. <laughs> wait, wait a second. You're... Your solution to preventing the truckers from blocking the roadways are to close the roadways so nobody can get on the. So you're going to block the roadways to prevent the truckers from blocking the roadways. That's that's where we're at. This is a true story. I I, I don't know how else to say it. Uh, Twitchy had a lot of fun with this. You can't block the roads because we already blocked them. So take that. It it is. It's very much like that. Uh, so <laughs> they're blocking the roads so nobody can block the roads. You got to love it. I mean Canada. Um, You're trying, I I, I guess. You know, it'd be a lot better if you just stopped doing all the asinine, stupid COVID stuff and just accept the science, and you'd probably be okay. But nonetheless, I love that story. The story is hysterical. All right, so let's hop over and make fun of Snopes here for a little bit. This one is real interesting because suddenly they're trying to pretend that the crack pipe case is not, or the story, the crack pipe story is not real. And that's interesting because we have all of the documents that they're handing out the smoking kits with the crack pipes in it, or the pipes used to smoke crack meth or other substances. That's the accurate descriptor here. So Patrick Hoff is the guy that's that's kind of covering this. You see, he's got a blue check mark there. He's a reporter, right? So uh, he's with the Washington Free Beacon, great newspaper. So he said the federal government is set to fund the distribution of smoking kits in the name of racial equity, which again. Where are the race baiters out there who are frustrated and furious that pasty white Joe Biden, who has a very problematic racial history, that he is um, handing out crack pipes based on racial equity? And again, look up the data on who predominantly smokes crack. Go ahead. I'll wait. So anyway, an HHS spokesman told uh, told me that these kits include pipes that are used to smoke crack, meth, or any illicit substance. There you go. All right, so they did the story. We all did the story. We all talked about it. Everybody's talked about it. It's been memed to death now because it's, I mean, how could you not meme this? Um, You know, the the Hunter plan and everything else, just great memes uh, revolving around this. It's not a light subject. I get it. Crack and meth are are horrible detriments. They're terrible on our society and, and human beings. But you have to sometimes stop and appreciate what you're looking at. So now Patrick says this, HHS sent me the same statement this morning. So he confirmed with somebody at HHS, HHS sent a statement out to the press, okay? We all got it, about these pipes. I asked if they could elaborate on what in the story is misinformation. No response yet. They confirmed the story to me last week, so this is complete nonsense. So this is, so he gets there basically that this is, this is not true, what you're saying about the crack pipes. And he's like, well, hold on a second. You guys confirmed to me that this was a true story, and now that I've reported on the story, you're telling me that it's not real. Huh. Interesting stuff. So, got more blue check marks here, okay? It is not blatant misinformation in a career government paper, Pusher. Shouldn't be throwing that language around at the press. Yeah, you know who didn't really do that? Trump didn't really do that. But, boy, do they love doing that in the Biden administration. The news media just loves it. So they're trying to gaslight and pretend that this is not a real story and that Patrick Hoff is lying to everybody. So, once again, we're going down a Twitter thread here, and I apologize because usually I don't do that, but I want I wanted you to see these uh, for yourself. For those of you watching the live stream and not listening to the podcast, you're actually seeing all of this. Again, I have yet to receive a response from the HHS on how my story is misinformation. The HHS confirmed to me last week that the smoking kits they fund are used to smoke, crack, meth, and, quote, any illicit substance. This misinformation push today is complete nonsense. Just to recap from Joe Gabriel Simonson. Patrick Hoff wrote this great story about a federal government program to fund crack pipe distribution, and the Biden administration called it misinformation, which, unlike fake news, is an institutional call for censorship. Now, you got you, you got errors, right? You got mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Sometimes you do a story, you make mistakes, you get facts wrong, you apologize about it, you issue the correction, you move on to the next story, and you try to learn from your, your mistakes. Then you have uh, fake news, and, and fake news is Disinformation, it's not misinformation, okay? Misinformation is kind of like a mistake. It's you accidentally put information out there that wasn't accurate, okay? So you misinformed the public, but you didn't mean to do it. Disinformation is when you intentionally and purposefully mislead your viewers, your listeners, your readers. You are telling a lie in order to steer a narrative. That is disinformation with a D. And that's what fake news is. Now the news media loves to pretend that anytime they make an honest mistake they're called fake news. That's not what fake news is. The fake news is when you intentionally are misleading your audience and lying to them, which the news media routinely does on a regular basis. Uh so Patrick Hoffa then then hits them again. HHS staff is too busy tweeting at lawmakers to explain how my story that they confirmed is blatant misinformation. So why this folks I'm sorry, have you picked up your copy of 1984 recently? That's This is all newspeak. That's what, the, everything that you're seeing right now is newspeak. Everything. 100%. I've got an, a, you know, another piece from silverfoxart.com, IngSock, okay? And it's from 1984. If you have not read that book, please read the book. If you don't want to read it, there are audiobooks available. There is a really good dramatized reading of it on YouTube, so you can have it in the background. You can watch it, whatever you want. It's a fantastic piece. I highly recommend it. But, you know, there was a movie done. They will do another movie about it, but the the new movie is going to change it around. It's going to be all leftist. I'm telling you right now, if you have not read Orwell's 1984, you need to. And I encourage you not to take the easy way out. I would encourage you to actually read the book because, Anybody who who produces a movie or whatever, they're going to change things around. Just read the book in its original form because then you'll start to understand what we're dealing with here. It's all newspeak, everything. They are changing all of the language around so that, you know, stuff that used to mean one thing now means the exact opposite. This is one of the reasons that I focused so heavily on Barack Obama looking at George Snuffleupagus and telling him. Uh, you know that it it's not a tax, and you having to look at the dictionary definition shows that you're grasping at straws. And all Snuff was doing is looking at him and saying, "No, this is a tax increase. Talking about Obamacare, this is a tax. That's this is the definition of a tax. So what the dictionary says. Well, you looking at the dictionary. I told you that that was not a small moment. Most people just like eh, whatever. That was a huge moment because for years up until that point on my show. We have been talking about how when you change the definition, you change, change the argument. And the fact that Barack Obama was sitting there with another Democrat operative who was challenging him on something, and he was telling that Democrat operative, you're not allowed to look at the definition of words because the definition of words doesn't mean anything. That should have triggered a lot of spider sense in a lot of you, but it didn't. So that's one of the reasons that we focused on it. I also would like to he- highlight uh, this general here is actually calling out critical race theory. We'll get to that story next right after this sponsor X-Fog. And welcome back. I use X-Fog all the time when I'm out in my shop making knives or holsters. I always fog up. I tend to run hot anyway, so I'm always sweating and especially around my eyes, but uh, I don't have to worry about that anymore with my X-Fog. And again, you get 10% off when you go to xfog.com promo code Casey i want to talk about this three-star general because, you know, we've had a, an epidemic, if you will, of woke social justice generals in the past several years. And it's really concerning as a veteran. So this three-star general teaching critical race theory leads to military failure. And he's 100% right. This is something that I've been talking about, other veterans have been talking about for a long time. You know, when you go into the military, that whole race thing kind of goes away for the vast majority of, of people who join the military. And everybody is kind of seen as green. And thats I know that you've probably heard that in Hollywood movies or something, but it's true. You join the military, you don't really have these racial cliques or anything like you do outside of the military. Everybody's green. And when you start installing these identity politic filters in the United States military you start running into major, major issues with force cohesion and everything else. So this is a this is refreshing that we've got a general who's actually speaking out about this. A three-star general has warned that teaching critical race theory, CRT, in the military divides soldiers by race, diminishes our warfighting capabilities, and increases the likelihood of failure on the battlefield. He's 100% right. Lieutenant General Greg Newbold, USMC, retired, strongly criticized military leaders and civilian commanders, who favors social engineering goals over uh, meritocracy and military preparedness. And look, the fact that he's calling this out, you know, we need more generals to do this. I know he's retired, but we need more generals to do this. And the tenets of critical race theory, a cross-disciplinary intellectual and social movement that seeks to examine the intersection of race and law in the United States, but which has the unfortunate effect of dividing people along racial lines, undermine our military unity, Diminish our warfighting capabilities. That's what he wrote in a military publication, Task and Purpose, on Thursday. Ta- Task and Purpose is a decent publication, too. Uh, a lot of veterans read it. It's um, It has insider humor. If you're a veteran, you'll like a lot of what they have to say, but they also have some stuff that I think that most people uh, can can easily drill down to and kind of relate to. When we highlight differences or group identity, we undermine cohesion and morale failure results. He is 100% right. So he's the former director of operations for the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And he says the military requires conformity and unity. Group identity is corrosive and antithetical to the traits that deter potential enemies and win the wars. This is true. You know, um, we've seen the memes and everything else floating around out there that, you know, you've got... You've got a lot of imagery with some of the people in the Biden administration. I'm not trying to trash trans people or anything like that. Most of you know where I I stand on the trans issue. I grew up in Las Vegas. I've I've known cross-dressers and transgender people my entire life. And and most of them have no interest in this social justice woke nonsense. They just want to be able to, to live their life the way they want to live their life and, and be safe doing it. They don't want to push it on anybody else. They don't want to force it on anybody else. They don't want to talk about it. But there's this radical group of people who are pushing it. So if you're Russia, if you're China, if you're Iran, uh, you're sitting there, you're looking at the United States and and you've got, you know, biological men, um, you know, dressed as women in posts, um, not not like blog posts, but like an actual like assigned posts in government in the Biden administration and things of that nature. Um, It doesn't look good and it doesn't project strength at all. I know some of you might disagree with that. That's fine. I'm purely talking about the imagery. And some of these people are incompetent anyway, and they probably shouldn't be in their post, but I digress. So our enemies look at it, and it's not something that worries them. It is something that they are able to mock. Now, you can certainly make the case that if somebody is effective at their job and somebody wants to make fun of them for the way they look, but they're effective in their job and they can still get the job done, then that other person is the one with the problem. That's true. But we're not dealing with highly effective people here either. That's kind of the, the, the real issue here. It, it'd be one thing, and we've had this before, we have had transgender uh, military members who, they wear the uniform the way they're supposed to wear the uniform and everything else uh, when they are obviously off duty, they do their own thing. But when they're on duty, they're all warfighter all the time. And that's not what we're seeing pushed by our politicians, and by these woke generals and things like that as of late. That's what has veterans concerned. That's what has people like this general concerned. And our enemies are clearly going to take advantage of this type of stuff. And that's unfortunate because we need to have the best military in the world. I know that we do. We need to maintain that. We need to not let anybody catch up. And we need to have a military force that is willing to do hard things and be tough as nails. And they're not supposed to finesse things. You want brute force, professionalism. That's what you want. And a lot of people are worried that we're not getting that anymore. Um, certainly we are in, in some aspects. And and there's some stuff that I've seen that kind of concern me as a veteran, to be honest with you. But there's other things that I think are probably a um, little inflated as far as, as people just trying to politicize some of these issues. All right, folks, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I do appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We'll be back here tomorrow, and uh, we're starting this off, yeah, roughly an hour or so. And as we kind of dial things in, we'll keep doing the live stream. We'll extend it out maybe potentially to two hours, but about an hour for right now until we we start getting things all sorted out. In the meantime, hit that subscribe button on Rumble. I really do appreciate it. For those of you watching on the TheBurningTruth.us, make sure you click that Rumble link and subscribe. For those of you who are watching on Rumble or maybe another platform, if this is uploaded to it later on, Make sure you go to theburningtruth.us. That's where you can find my podcast, my daily show prep. I have a conservative news aggregator for the best conservative news presented to you every single day throughout the day. It's a one-stop shop for the best headlines for those of you on the right. All right, folks, you have a wonderful afternoon.